Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome, Welcome to, to Ditch the, the Script. script. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love it. Hi. Hey, long time mm, no see. Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> um, I know, that's why I said it. Yeah, you did. I said it, it was so facetious. You want to know who taught me that song? Shout out, Laura <laughs> Rosenberg. I mean, word. Oh my God, not a song. Mm, it's a word. Hey, Laura. <laughs> Guys, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Okay, the reason. In case you're wondering. <laughs> Yeah, the that reason Brie why has we're the slow. giggles and Alex is like not making much sense right now <laughs> is because we just got done with an hour long talk on the Alfie app, which is a brand new app. It's still in beta um, that is created by women for women to have exclusive content and so many different things. Um, it's actually been really cool. Like, they even did um they did like a talk on an issue within the ballet world which i totally want to check out um about mm. why are why yeah. why are all why is it a male dominated thing like they're all like the majority of company directors are are guys and the majority you know so anyway yeah a ballet oh, company of ballet companies are when female. all of their dancers Thank are you. female See, i'm really gonna be yeah. leaning on brie today but That's anyway really interesting <laughs> Yeah, so we That's had an okay. amazing talk on this app about so many different things. She asked some pretty good questions. Um, everything spanning from like unhealthy relationship behaviors, which if you listen to this regularly, you get to hear about those a lot, but also things like personality tests and how that impacts dating and like, you know, how yeah. much of a healthy relationship is managing your own stuff and so many different things. So the reason I'm telling yeah. you about this um, is because you can still get on the app. It's free and you can hang out with us. It'll be recorded, but, you know, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll yeah. be there so, uh, forever. Yeah, forever maybe. and ever and ever. <laughs> um, forever but hit us and up. Ever. Yep, Much that's like this right. Podcast. What we are putting out there is going to be on the interwebs to haunt us for the rest of our lives. It's going to outlive us. Yeah. Um, but if you want access, <laughs> then you message us on Instagram, either on our personal profiles or our Ditch the Script pod profile, or you can go to our website or email us um, at info at ditchthescriptpod.com. Um, and we'll hook you up with a link so that you can go yeah. in and, and watch the recorded call. If there's anyone who finds our podcast that was on this Alfie chat, Hi. thank you for joining us. We so um, appreciated you being there. Um, we had so many people asking questions. We didn't even have enough time to answer all the questions that were coming in. If you had a question that you didn't get answered, because <laughs> Alex and I are long-winded yeah, and love talking, um, you can go to our website, www.ditchthescriptpod.com and ask your questions there. We'd love to answer them. We answer them anonymously um, and we send you an email to give you a heads up that your question is going to be featured yep. on the next episode. Do so that. Do that. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I loved um, – I'm 
I get off on enough self-importance that like someone asking my take <laughs> on anything is like I freaking love it. A riot to I've me. always valued your opinion. Yeah. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> I know, but in like an interview setting, someone's like, You have a professional opinion. I'm like, that's right, I do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I thought we that we crushed it. Was it was a lot of fun. It. It's definitely a more of a professional it. vibe than what we keep, you know, than what we uh, send out during this kind of vibe on our podcast. Um, but it was really yeah. fun. And like I said, just some really good <laughs> conversations and questions were, were had and asked. Um, and I just think it's so rad that I've known you since I was 11. And like, now we're doing big girl things together. What? People want our professional opinions together, and it has nothing to do so with dance. So true. Oh <laughs> nothing my gosh. to do with dance. Our little eleven-year-old <laughs> selves would be like, "You guys go off." Yeah, so cool. Also, very cool how our lives like aligned. Yeah, like I our know. interests I'm, aligned. I'm, dude, I'm telling I'm, you, it's like soul, soul, like this soul connected and soul connected. and if you are if you haven't listened to our first episode first two episodes yet where we basically we aren't analyzing reality tv yet we're just talking about how we met and like experience and funny stories from our childhood so if you haven't gone back and listened to those do because one you'll laugh your butt off um but two we talk about mm -hmm. you know yes we met at a dance camp and all of that and ended up living together for six summers um after that um and so when Brie and I decided mm -hmm. to start this podcast so many times, I think I said it to the point to where I made Brie a little nauseous because I was like, if there is such a thing as fate, this is it. And it's so this true. And it. I still feel that way. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so, yeah, we've never lived in me the too. same state yet. We've managed to stay in each other's lives. And now we're making a baby together we have a little business. We have a, and then we got pregnant. Yep. We birthed <laughs> this podcast. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. We did. We did. Oh my God. And there's also like, there's more, there's more things that yeah, we're doing together you guys in the future. Wait. Um, legally, legally and not legally. Are, are, are gonna I'm not even asking where, gonna, what the illegal we're doing stuff together. is. I'm sure I could think of a few things. <laughs> well, Okay, let me let me let me backtrack and say stuff on paper I, and yes, stuff not I on like paper. That. Yeah, you know what I'm I mean. Picking up what you're putting, putting down. Up what I'm putting down. Okay. Um. So that's <laughs> it for this week's like little intro catch up. Bree and I have, like I said, the gigs, and I'm going to be drinking a lot of water because <laughs> my mouth is foaming from talking so much. So if you didn't know, this is a great time to plug our YouTube channel because this might be an episode you watch because we look cute and yeah. we're silly today. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. If you want to... If you want a more refined version of us, like go to Alfie, download the app, get See invited. See the professional side like, of us. Watch our... Yeah. And... And there's yeah. like rich information, less <sighs> F-bombs, very, we supplemented, we took out the curse words and we implemented like very valuable, applicable yes. skills. So go there if that's what you're looking for. But if you want yeah, that, we'll stay also right where valuable are. skills and tangible stuff here too. You just have to sift through the gigs so in true. the F-bombs. Such a balance. 
Yeah, you gotta wait. <laughs> yeah, you have to listen. All right, you have to really listen. Maths. Okay. Married at first sight. Maths. God, I of the couples that are doing really well, I'm so excited and feel so like yeah. privileged to be able to watch the things yeah. that are helping them make it work. Because I think I think a general takeaway here is that it's not that it's just two special people, right time, right place, happen yeah. to be perfect fits for each other. It it's not that. Um, it's about two people that have enough in common that want enough of the same things committing to making it work with each other instead of being distracted by everything else that goes yeah. on in life. So that's a cool message for all of us that are outside of dating <laughs> reality television show. The majority. Um, <laughs> but of the, of the couples that are failing, they're failing hard. Yeah. Agreed. I'm just going to leave it at that. 100. Yeah. We're going to get to the big fail. A big fail is going to be our big finale. <laughs> um, but what I will say is I, I wanted us to start with um, Jasmina and Michael because where we left yeah. off with them is they were having a pretty challenging relationship. There was some contentious language coming from Jasmina's side. I, I don't know if contemptuous would, would have been the right word. She just was like really expressing a lot of hurt and a lot of frustration and a, feeling, a lot of feelings of like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm feeling pretty done with this. And then we watch her open herself back up, even though she's not yeah. she's fully over what happened. So I wanted to sort of get your um, take on that. I feel she's so in her head. She, To me, she's so stuck on what his family said. And it's because she is, and again, this is why... This is why being aware of what lens and filter with which you're interpreting the world, like you need to have that kind of awareness because I truly feel in another context, if she didn't hear what his family said about him, about, you know, uh, assuming the worst in situations, predicting the worst would happen, um, she would not be in her head about what's gone down with them. I truly feel that way. And so because of that, and now there's been a little bit of conflict and the conflict quite honestly started with her assumption of you see the negative and everything and interpreting what he was trying to say as that it's now caused um, this riff yeah. and this kind of discomfort with her letting go and just being open to exploring <clears throat> it um, more fully. And uh, I really appreciate her admitting that, you know, communication is important. That's clearly something we need to work on. And tr and she did. She she does push herself to show up on this date in an environment where she wasn't wanting to get in the water and things like that. But she at least allowed for the activity to loosen things up a bit. Um, it just took some time. And I think Michael did a good job of kind of leading for that to happen you know he he was able to yeah. ask you know like how are you feeling what's your opinion on getting in the water or not and things like that and he also just called the spade a spade and was like look i know we've had some uncomfortable conversations um but he's committed to like making it work in true michael fashion that's something he said this entire time yeah so right yeah you know they're building trust um and I think it's a good example of like where 
let's face it. Like, I know that you and I talk a lot about like, these are the skills that we want couples to feel armed with so that they can navigate conflict effectively. But we preach so much of that because we don't often have that as our default. We're not in our relationships armed with all of these really helpful, useful communication skills and conflict resolution skills. So what this feels like a real representation of what couples end up doing Mm -hmm. when they have difficult conversations. They don't actually feel like they've gotten to a resolution. They don't feel like they've gotten to compromise, but they're trying to move forward anyway. Now we see in typical dating spheres where when you're not bound by a wedded contract, you're like, okay, this isn't working. I'm not going to see this person anymore. And maybe that sometimes that is the right option, but here they're like, let's slowly build trust again and commit to moving forward, even though we haven't fully resolved what just took place. No, and um, we don't necessarily see that in this episode, but it is alluded to in their like teaser for next week that this, this same issue kind of rears its ugly head again. Yeah. um, Comes back. It, that's what happens, especially when you don't have an action plan in place for what the resolution looks like in our physical, literal world, you know, because I think we can all have an idea of what a solution yeah. could be. But if we're not communicating that to our partner, guess what? They can't read your mind. So that is what I feel is missing in their communication is her being able to get very specific with like, this is what I need from you. This is what I would prefer. And him even taking a second to be like, okay, so what I'm hearing and paraphrase, reiterate back to make sure that he's understanding her. Um, and I feel if he, if they could have that, she'd be able to relax a little bit more and show up more open to this entire experience yeah. with him. Yeah. 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 But Definitely. I am happy she got in the water. Her only um, rule was don't splash me. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, important for her to name it, important for him to respect it. I, I actually, when she said that, I had a thought of if she was paired with Olajuwon, yep. he would have splashed her anyway. Yep. Right? Right? And he would have been like, I'm pushing you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> segue. Should we... Let's let's go to them. Do you have um, anything we else We didn't on get my, too my much about, like, too much of them this episode. No. So that was really, that was kind of their big shining moment. Um, Was them sort of coming back together for for the time being. So moving on to Katina and O. Yeah. This is, um, what we did see from them is, (laughs) what we did see from them is they went on a horseback ride together and uh, what we see is Katerin is nervous. Her nervous system yeah. is activated. And what her response is that she wants to shut down and she wants to get off the ride and she wants to end the stress that is making yep. her feel anxious. So what she ends up trying, she's just, Obviously, like, she's not safe to just get off the horse. So she's telling Olajuwon, like, she's, she's just, like, being really quick with what she's saying to, like, be like, shut up. Go and slower. Stop and, talking. And yeah. I don't like this. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's pushing her. He's trying to get her to, like, you know, 
ease into it, which he he's not getting. It's like it feels impossible for her because she's so escalated. Yeah, yeah. she's upset. she's definitely hyper um, aware in this, you know, and you can tell by like exactly what you were saying. Her um, the way she was sitting and her posture, she was almost like hyper vigilant, like very aware of like every move the horse was making. And also when people um, are getting dysregulated into that, in that way, you know, going towards the fight or flight freeze response more than like the fawn and freeze, um, they do exactly that. They try and self-soothe by outwardly exclaiming, you know, whereas the latter is like inward. Um, and so it's really interesting to watch mm -hmm. her kind of continue to walk up that ladder because it doesn't get better. It only gets worse with time, which leads them to having a really interesting conversation that I feel Olajuwon is not hearing her. Um, and I also want to say Katina mm. needs to be a bit more direct with someone like Olajuwon, um, because she goes on to say, you know, you can't push me. You know, if I, and she also owns, like, I'm not an animal person. Yeah. Like, I'm not the kind of person that would ever go horse riding on my own accord. Like, she very much, like, says that. Um, but she's doing this because, one, yeah. I'm sure the show is like, we paid for this activity. You got to go do it. Um, yeah. You're getting on the And two, horse. I think she's still trying to please <laughs> her new hubby, you know? And so this is, like, for any, you know, for anyone yeah. out there, if your date, ever asks you to do something that you're not comfortable with, it is so much more healthy to just state, I don't feel comfortable doing this instead of trying to keep a brave face and fake it till you make it. Because again, her state and what would happen to you if you did that is your state's going to, your nervous system's going to have a reaction to that. And it's going to interfere with the way your date even goes because the safest place to be on a date is in a calm and social space. And you do not feel like that when you don't feel safe. So she's trying to say, mm -hmm. you know, I understand you want to push me, but there's a line. And Alonjuan kind of keeps reiterating, yeah. like, you know, I will always push you. I will always push you. But I really wanted him to validate in that moment and say, and I'm hearing you like I need to learn. He did eventually. But I just really felt that in that moment, yeah. she needed to hear that from her and, uh, or yeah, she needed to hear that from him. And that was a missed opportunity to develop emotional safety within the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I'm glad that you brought up that, that piece. We did eventually see, uh, yeah. a large one in a, in a separate confessional that must have happened either a day or a number of days later where he was like, I'm learning that like, I am always going to push my wife, but like there are going to be moments yeah. where she wants me to like slow up. And so I was really glad to hear that because in this conversation on this day, no. that is not where he was at. So we want to give credit to the fact that he, he sort of developed yes. his perspective on this, which is very hard for Olajuwon to do. He comes into this relationship with this mentality of, I'm going to live my life and you are not going to tell Olajuwon <laughs> what to do and what to do differently. But newsflash, welcome to compromise in a relationship if you want to be with anyone totally. for any long period of time. Um, it got me thinking about this dynamic of, okay, so one partner wants to be brought out of their comfort zone. The other partner wants to bring them out of their comfort zone. How, how does the partner who is being pushed 
let their other partner know when to no longer push them. Yeah. You know, like, because think about it, like, even from the perspective of someone like Olajuwon, he's like, I'm always going to push you because you're telling me that, like, you're telling me that that's good for you sometimes. How is that person actually going to know when you don't want to be pushed? So I find that for couples, it's really important to create like some guidelines outside of an accelerated fight state. Like you have to be chilled. This has to be like a regular schmegular day for you, a regular conversation. So you can like approach it with curiosity, compassion, and there's no like uh, uh, aggression. There's no other elements of a fight involved. Um, I also think that it's really helpful to like Mm -hmm. suggest like a code word, like I'm going to give, this is the, this is our code word that I'm going to say when I really, it's like my safe word when I need you to stop. So if I'm not saying the safe word, like, feel free to continue to push me because like, I'm scared, but I'm like trusting you and you're going to like, I'm going to let you keep doing it. But the the minute that I say red balloon, stop what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And fall back. Um, that is a tactic I give any of the couples that I work with. And it, it can be anything you want, you know, like timeout. One of my couples says ghouls and goblins because we started working together over mm-hmm. Halloween. So that was just like front of mind. But they <laughs> it works for them. And the oh, other thing is cute. a hand signal because sometimes articulating that in the moment is too challenging. So having some Uh, kind of hand signal. So for the same couple who does ghouls and goblins, they do a heart and that's just, and they walk away. They're just like, and they walk away to be able to reassure the person that they love them. And for those of you who can't see, who aren't watching us on YouTube, I'm just making a heart with my hands. Um, and that's what they do. They take that posture. You could do that. Oh, is that the TikTok heart? heart. It's so funny. I'm on TikTok, but I like don't hang out on TikTok. Yeah. I didn't Don't know that it. was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out long Thanks. enough for the podcast. Okay. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so you're, yeah, that's the key. If anyone is, cause I think every couple needs that for so many different, for times of, you know, mm-hmm. fighting and needing to take a break, but also this concept of like, um, you're pushing me and this, there's a limit and that's my limit, you know? Um, yeah, I Mm -hmm. rules of engagement is what I call it. And I think that if we approach our relationships with this kind of support for one another, it allows for such a healthier dynamic of knowing when to pause, knowing when to continue and all of that. So you're not left trying to play mind reader. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's interesting to watch Olajuwon and Katina because as different of places that they come from, especially yeah. in, the, in the face of stress, they continue yeah. to sort of align with each other between yeah. these moments. They, yes. at least at this particular moment, they also yes. feel very aligned. They, in from their perspective, they're like, yeah, this is my person. So they are yeah. also acting. Yes, on that. I agree. I think um, even though you and I can sit here and objectively say like, this isn't necessarily the healthiest and this is where they could improve. What matters is they're working through it in a way that currently works for them. And that's what matters mm-hmm. here. And so as long as this continues, then the sky's the limit, you know, they could go the distance. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just have to see how yeah. things unfold as they move in together. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. sure that it's going to get more explosive, but uh we will, we will see. 
Um, okay, so I want to talk okay. about Stephen Noy, who, no surprise to anyone who's been watching and listening to this with us, we obviously yeah. really love them. Um, what we see in this episode is we know Steve as like adventure guy. Um, and he has always sort of said it's really important for him, for his partner to be up for adventures and excited about adventures. And so he takes, um, he takes Noi into the rainforest and they're in this like, uh, water yeah. hole. Uh, it's like, it's like a man-made, um, yeah. Like water pool, whatever. I don't know if that's a word anyway. So yeah. she's very timid. She is not, she's not nature girl. She did not come to Puerto Rico with her hiking boots. Um, she came with like a yeah. sarong and a bathing suit. So, so she's timid and she's not interested in actually getting in the water. And it, they are also sort of facilitating this like actual IRL yep. like, trust exercise. And it really, it works for them because even when it doesn't go very well, like um, Steve gets his foot gets <gasps> bit by a fish. And they start laughing yeah. and it becomes this like shared moment where like it was, it was perfect. And I think honestly it proved him to her a little bit more because he got her upright immediately and was holding on to her. And, you know, and I, and we know this physical touch co-regulation, like being able to experience something, but have that compression on the body. And like, especially from someone else, you know, okay, we're here, we're calm. I have a fish biting me. You're not drowning. You're okay. Um, we're going to get out of the pool now because clearly this isn't yeah. going to stop. Um, you know, and that's basically <laughs> how it was. But that was why they were able to laugh because if he had, is if his instinctual pull was to let go of her, right, which let me let just illustrate, you know, unpack for context, the trust exercise. He, she's basically floating on the water, but she, he's holding her underneath her back and booty probably, you know? And so mm -hmm. when this fish goes and, and he was asking her to dip her head back into the water, um, right. Well, and so as she's going it. to tilt her head back, that's when this happens, which that position in and of itself can be very vulnerable to be in, to begin with, and to the, have some kind of spastic yeah. pulling out of that, um, can be scary. And she, they handled Darn. it well, but I truly feel that Noi was able to buy into his safety even more in that moment because he handled it so well. Um, yeah. And he even said, yeah. you're fine. You're upright. You're not drowning. A fish is biting my leg. Like he reassured her um, immediately. So <laughs> that I just felt it was a magical moment to watch. So cute. Yeah. What was really cool about this entire date as a whole is that because we see Steve going into this experience and yeah. many of these early day experiences where he's like, he, it seems really important to him that his partner is excited about adventure. Noy is not excited about adventure, exactly. but they meet each other halfway because Noy is willing to try it, to do this with Steve. And Steve is compromising on being open-minded that Noi is able to enjoy herself when she tries it, even if she's not yeah. excited about it to start. And I think that compromise is, is really important for them to, to have, because if, if all you're hoping for is like your partner is like Carbon copy ready to go on a hike, like thousand. Yeah, exactly. Like, first of all, that's going to be sort of boring. You just don't know it yet. And two, like, 
there are not perfect people no. made for one each other. Like we are who we are and we make it work and we meet in the middle because we decide that the person that we're doing it with is worth yeah, exactly. the compromise. Um, and I think, cause like Chris does, I'm sorry, wrong name. Steve does at the beginning of the date mention, um, ideally my wife would go on all adventures with me. Um, and what I yeah. encourage anyone who may hear that and say, yeah, me too. Like I need my partner to like, want to go hiking, want to go, you know, camping in the dirt and like all these things. I challenge you to ask yourself, would it be enjoyable for you to have a partner who did some adventures with you? but then you were able to go on the adventures you truly wanted to alone as a time to fill your own cup up first. Because the reality is, is having a partner mm -hmm. with you 24 seven doing all of the things that you love can also be very suffocating. And so finding a middle ground where yeah. we do some adventures together, but then I have my own level of adventure that I get to play with and keep is solely mine. It's my hobby that helps you yeah. maintain your sense of self. Um, and like I said, to freaking yeah. love your life, you know, and, and have something outside of the relationship to look forward to. Um, yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I feel that Steve is starting to hopefully understand that. And I think he's open to that with her. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. It's such an interesting point. I like that the the uh, the nurturing mm -hmm. of individuality while sharing it, you know, passions with each other. It's like I bring you in on some of this, but for those of the for the of the things that you're not interested in, they yeah. can be mine, and I can continue exactly. to nurture that part of myself. No, you're not taking no. it away from me. No, that's when it would cross a boundary. Mm. That wouldn't be healthy, but. Yeah, I I love that for them, and um, I'm really they're so cute. I can't wait to see where this goes. I'm emotionally invested. Me too. Um, I <laughs> me too. I'm in a relationship with yeah. my dog and Stephen Noy. It's yeah, <laughs> those are my people. Um, I I want to say our time difference yes. has never been so apparent than it yeah. is right now. It's getting so dark. It's six fifteen p.m. and I have I am, the sun coming not. into my window, <laughs> and it is hot AF in this room. I'm sweating. <laughs> the pits I'm are running. lubricated. <laughs> I <laughs> I can't tell. You know what? You know I'm I'm grateful for these moments um, in all virtual spaces of like thank God yes. you can't smell me. Yes, thank God. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Next. So, do you have anything else you want to talk about our, no. our faves? No. Um, okay. Um, who's next? Mark and Lindsay. Well, you know where we're headed. Mark yeah. and Lindsay. This was a. This was. This was an interesting episode for them. Honestly, we see. Mark and Lindsay very aligned. We even see Mark and Lindsay sort of pair up and uh, have a consultation with their good friend, Chris, as Chris is going through his stuff with Alyssa. And you can tell by their body language that they are feeling very united. They're a united front. Um, I'm glad to see them coming together. I don't know if they've totally dealt with a lot of the things yes. that we saw from last week's episode. Excuse me. 
Um, we also notice that like Mark's having some bed bug issues in his apartment back at home and Lindsay's sort of like taking the reins and being like, you don't have to deal with, yeah. She's like, you don't have to deal with that anymore. Like, I know that we're heading to this, uh, this married at first sight sponsored apartment. After that, we're, we're moving into my place. And I think to some people that would be feel really like, oh, whoa, 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 like leave me to figure out what I want to do about this. But for Mark, he's like, I've never felt so supported yeah. in my life. Yeah, I agree. I think their dynamic is so interesting to me. And I feel, really I feel, and I would have never guessed this if you, from season one or season 14, episode one, I would have never thought I would ever say this, but I feel Lindsay is more of the predictable one in the group, in the two of them, which I am fascinated by. I thought for sure it would be the other way around. What do you, I'll tell you. What do you mean um, by that? So I feel that now that she's gotten to know Mark and like, you know, she, and by the way, I'm just still so surprised at how articulate she can be and communicative she can be. Um, and I'll bring up an example here. But what I mean by that is Mark, I feel, I feel when Mark last week in, in last week's episode was doing his whole I don't want to be too lovey-dovey. I want to kind of pump the brakes. I want to back up. Um, and he was saying that. I'm wondering if it's because he was coming off of the drama that had happened from the plane, how she tends to get when she's crossed the line, you know, too drunk. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I feel that he may have been embarrassed with the group, and that's why he requested to pump the brakes and now because when they're behind closed doors and when they're just doing them and they're not with everybody he's like you said the body language is very connected it's very united and so i'm just i'm just watching him with some yeah. curiosity i'm kind of trying to figure out mark and like what was you know are you truly feeling overwhelmed and smothered because if so totally but if this is because behind closed doors, you're totally fine with Lindsay and how she is. But then sometimes when it affects you in public, that's when you're like, ooh, I don't know what I, you know, I'm embarrassed. So I'm going to try and control. That's where I'm like, mm -hmm. what's going on there? Um, does that make sense? Right. No. Yeah. And okay. we see, yeah, it makes a perfect sense because we see this sort of play out in, from Mark's yeah. perspective in his favor but without without going too much into detail about what this conversation was about but there's like a a a whole group all of the couples involved dinner and um lindsay is listening she is like a lot of us she's wearing her emotions on her sleeve basically she's wearing her reactions on her face and she is she's sort of facially reacting to what's going on in the conversation but she sort of doesn't say anything else and she gets called out and and Lindsay with like holds back she just she's like i haven't said anything and she and she stays quiet as far as what we see editing wise we don't actually hear another peep out of mm -hmm. her outside of like little like ad libs of support and <sighs> there are people that may know Lindsay and maybe even Lindsay herself that felt like no, she should have said something like she needed to speak her mind. Like she had an opinion and it was probably pretty valuable because in this situation, someone else's opinion would have been valuable in this moment. However, 
She didn't say anything. And Mark's feedback with Lindsay when they are private after this dinner is he's like, that was great. And he said something to the effect of, you know, it, as a couple, like, if we don't act how the other person acts, then we are like being misrepresented. We need to act how the other person acts. Red First flag. Of all, that statement. Red flag. Bends my mind. Yeah. Major red flag. What I'm getting is that he has this belief that as a couple, you need to behave the same way. And I, that is such a recipe for failure for your relationship because of the individuality yes. that it stifles. I wrote down the same thing. I was really angry that he said that. Jordan missed mm. it, ran it back, watched it. We yeah, had a whole ditto. conversation about it because I don't, I think his words, and this is what's, Mark gets, he does this to himself again because of his lack of communication skills, but his words are kind of like sand. Like, it's like, they're so kind of wishy-washy that unless you're really listening, you're going to miss what he's saying. Because in that moment, Lindsay interprets that as positive feedback. And I get concerned watching this play out because to me, I'm hearing, if I don't like the what you say or do or react to someone... And it, it makes me look bad. I'm going to have something to say to you about that. And the reality is that right. I think unless it's something that's morally wrong, meaning any kind of racist remark or, or sexist or anything like that, that is just like completely uncalled for. I think Lindsay's allowed to use yeah. the words she wants to use and she's a grown woman and she's allowed to, as you said, speak her mind if she feels like speaking her mind. And if that upsets you, that's your problem, you know, again, outside of moral yeah. things. Yeah. The way that it came from Mark, it's giving yeah. misogyny. It's giving don't speak Fit out of the mold turn. of what it's I deem is a appropriate only... white behavior. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Listen, there, there are some matters that are important for couples to sort of like <sighs> come together privately, figure out what they want to do about it, come back together, have like a united answer that's considerate right. and respectful of both parties' um, perspectives. But no, I what I say and what I do does not fully 100% represent you or us as a couple. It's me and my, my reaction, my thoughts, yes. my feelings, my perspective. And if that hasn't hurt you, then why the fuck are you getting in my way? Yeah. That's how I, yeah, feel. no, I agree. You know, like yeah. it's, so that'll be interesting to see how it impacts um, their relationship. I do want to back up because um, at the start or the end of last week's episode, we leave Mark and Lindsay in this fight about exactly what I just touched on him basically request requesting to pump the brakes. And she's like, well, then why did we have sex? And da, 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 da. And then if you're going to ask me to pull back, then I want to see this pull back from yeah. you. And then, then we actually see a, gl a glimmer of their resolution conversation. And I was really proud at how mm -hmm. calm and direct Lindsay was with him. She said, the purpose of a romantic dinner is to make me feel loved and cared for, and that didn't make me feel loved and cared for. And I felt that that was such a good way to articulate the ev like the event 
that's the issue, right? I'm not saying you're not allowed to tell me that you want to yeah. pump the brakes or anything. I'm just saying I would prefer to have a conversation like that, not in that setting. Um, and so I just want to give yeah. her like a uh, two thumbs up on the communication from front there. And then we get into some of, like you said, Mark's, Mark's drama around mom calling nonstop and the landlord and the bed bugs and Lindsay mm-hmm. coming to the rescue. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more that's going to happen once they move. Yeah. Out. Um, Mark and Lindsay have been sort of there their connection has sort of been protected by the honeymoon figuratively and literally, you know, bubble. like they're in this like far away place where, yeah. And like, listen, the bubble is being permeated by the real uh, consequences of what's going on in Mark's life. But, you know, it's very easy to tune out of real life problems when you're on vacation and when you're, on a honeymoon and you're a part of a show. And so, um, it's just not going to last for very long. Nope. So do we want to jump into the conversation that Mark and Lindsay have with Chris? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. So we, as the audience have been watching Chris, poor man, go through hell and back with trying to, just get on the same page as where Alyssa is at. And she refuses. Which she's not on it. She's not on it. No, she hasn't even opened the book. Um, But she also won't just own that, which is so frustrating to watch. It's, and then it gets, it gets straight Mm -hmm. up like Mm -hmm. abusive. I'm, I'm just not, I'm like, can we please just, can we, yeah. Can we please just call it what it is? Like it's so unhealthy. And there, there were multiple times where her behavior was enabled in this episode. And I, wanted to throw things at the tv um because this is this is why i do what i do this is why we have this podcast i'm so tired of toxic behaviors being enabled by society we need to stop and the frustrating thing Mm. is we won't because that's what the drama is and this is a reality tv show and you don't hit your ratings if you don't Mm. have drama so it's like this crappy paradox that we're stuck in i digress let's get back to the show Thank you for, thank you for highlighting that though. Yeah. That that's really like the whole crux of like why we do this because yes, watching this is entertaining, but this is, these are real people and this is how real people actually deal with their, their issues, uh, in relationship with each other. And the, the real reality of this is affecting another person's life. And we continue to take that for granted. I want to like give Chris a hug, poor dude. Um, so basically he sits down with Mark and Lindsay and they ask like, what's going on? And yeah. And Lindsay is like playing devil's advocate. She's trying to dig. She's like, did you get in arguments? And I think, did you say anything like that? And he's like, basically at the end of the wedding night, you know, she comes to me and says she has concerns and you know, she just wants to make it through the night and they'll talk again in the morning. Um, and then he said, when that conversation happened, she basically said, like, we just don't have anything in common. Um, yeah. And so Lindsay just says, I'm confused. It sounds like mm-hmm. she isn't or sh- you weren't what she wanted physically. And so she just didn't give her a chance. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. You're right. She even yeah, admits it exactly in the last episode. So I just don't understand why, again, the producers or anybody 
that heard that statement is allowing her to continue when she's blatantly admitted that. Well, and so it goes deeper. Cut to, we have Alyssa talking with Jasmina and Katina about, um, they're trying to sort of dig for the same information that Lindsay's trying to dig from Chris being like, so what happened? Where are you at? Like what's going on? Yes. And they call her out gently, gently. They call her out in sort of like a supportive and compassionate way. They're like, Hey, listen, it sort of seems like from where I'm sitting over here, my, um, total biased opinion, it seems like you maybe aren't attracted to this person. And so you sort of cut it off once you realize that you weren't attracted to, to him. And that's where we see that Alyssa admits that, but also sort of continues to sweep it under the rug of she's still trying because she's here, because she's physically here. She says this in this conversation. She says it with Chris when they're playing tennis on their date. She says it with this in the group setting that we'll get to later. She keeps saying, well, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. But we actually find out why she's she here. She wants the, the free vacation. In this episode. <laughs> she wants this vacation. And now she has personal connections with the other women from the other couples. And she wants to be on... She wants to be here in this experience with them. And that's what she keeps calling it. She keeps calling it an experience. She wants to be on the show with them. And there's another layer to this. If you recall two episodes ago, her mom called her out for saying, like, be careful of how you're coming off, be nicer. And she took such offense to that because she felt her character was in question, it is. which um, it was. And honestly, it is. And it continues to be. So now she also wants to be on the show long enough to like defend her honor. And so she's like, she just wants to be there. So she keeps saying, well, I'm here and I'm here. And this is why I call it gaslighting because she's, Chris is saying like, just tell me, are you in mm -hmm. even an iota? Are you in or are you out? Cause if you're in even a half step, like a baby toe is in, I'm all the way in and I will wait this out and I will figure this out with you. But if you're not in, I got to go like, cause I'm, I'm done here. I want to be able to move on. And she's like, well, I'm here. It's gaslighting for her to say, well, I'm here because he's hearing that as like, okay, so I guess you're in, I guess that means that you're in because she's not saying anything else more specific than that. And really she's there because she wants to be on the show and she doesn't want to leave her friends and she doesn't want to look like the bad guy, which like. Listen, tough cookies, yeah, lady. You already are. So, and everyone knows it. It's no. not even just the audience perspective. It's not even the clever editing. Yeah, it's all of the other people. Yeah, on she's the bullying show with you. everybody too. Like it's not just Chris as well. And uh, yeah, I I think her um, excuse of like, well, I love you girls, and I want to be here, and I want to be a part of this experience with you. I think it's complete bullshit. I did you see? Oh, yeah. I don't think you she's think friends with bullshit? any of them. Did you see when she said that at the dinner table with all of them there? She's like, I love you guys. There was a cut to everyone's face and they were like, so stoic. Not like, yeah, I love you too. Like when uh, you tell me you love me, I like light up. I'm like, oh my God. Yes, I love you too. Oh my God. And they were like stone yeah. cold. Like, <laughs> and that's why Lindsay, for though this is the yeah. conversation where Lindsay's like wearing her reactions on her face because 
she knows it's bullshit and she's trying to keep her mouth shut. She is literally like a little kid sitting on her hands, basically <laughs> trying to like sit still. Um, but I, and I agree yeah. with you going back to what we said about her. I feel if Lindsay was ever going to speak up and call bullshit, this would have been the moment to do it because it's, it's so crazy. Chris is telling us, you know, she won't even talk to me when the cam when the cameras aren't around. She refuses to talk to me. She will only talk to me if we're like on an activity or in front of the camera just to save face. And then she refuses to participate even in the activities full force. So it's just like it's really disrespectful. And it's funny because she's projecting all of that onto him. You know, he's so disrespectful. He's so condescending. He's so yeah. this. And it's like this girl is delusional. She is. She's calling him an ass. I know. And everyone else. And even, I'm not sure if that was his mom or his sister. He ended up FaceTiming with in the episode. Yeah. Um, it's hard, but, hard to tell. Yeah. She was expressing that when she was at the wedding and met Alyssa's family, she was explaining Chris's very calm demeanor. Like he's not a fighter. He just has conversations and she shared with him in that moment and their reaction was like Alyssa really needs that because she's always crying something's always wrong so mm. it i just want to like hit my gavel and call bullshit and tell her to be gone because she's not open to this experience she wants the cool apartment she wants the trip to puerto rico and that's she wants to stay on the show for whatever, whatever it is that she I know. imagines she's yeah. gaining from it. So it's pretty, it's getting really ugly, even to the point to where she starts, like I said, threatening um, the producers. She pulls one aside and is like, I'm a fucking nice person. And if I don't come across that way on this show, like literally getting in their face um, and one of them finally said, you know, this show's called married at first sight, not single at first sight. So it's getting that bad. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're not watching the season with us, yeah. you should. Oh, the, <laughs> you really should. The producer's intervention is honestly hysterical because, I, listen, I'm just going to call it what it is. Like, <sighs> Alyssa just has a good case of the ick. She has the ick. The ick is when something, someone that you're dating does and all of a sudden everything they do looks like and smells like poo poo and you're just like i hate everything that you're doing that's the ick it's like you can't you can't unsee this new version of them and this new version that you are witnessing is like one that yeah. you don't want to have sex with and one that you're not attracted to and you don't want to spend time with that's why <laughs> it is a clinical term that's it why she doesn't <laughs> that's why she doesn't want to she doesn't want to be in any, yeah, literally, I'm like right into my notes. Client has the ick. She, 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 it's why she can't tolerate any, any activities with Chris that isn't separated by a, like a, a tennis space. court length of space and a literal net. Like she can't tolerate to, even when they sat, so they play tennis, they sit down. She sits as, far on the edge of this bench, this singular bench as she possibly can, her ass cheek, and she's got a small booty. Her ass is barely on this fucking <clears throat> bench. That's how, that's how desperately she wants to be away from him. Listen, diagnosable, the ick. 
So the thing is, is like, we noticed this again, if it wasn't already painfully clear, she's getting frustrated with Chris. She's walked away from a conversation that she feels has just become so disrespectful and she just doesn't like where it's going. And she's like, oh, even his hand gestures. Ugh. That's a really good sound bite for the ick. Let me just tell you that if you're, if you're frustrated at someone's hand gestures, the producer literally goes, he's just Existing. Pointing out like He's stars and stuff is what there. it looked what like. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like <laughs> yeah. violent hand gestures. Like, oh, my God. It was like, look up there. Mm. No. Yeah. He's literally passing the time and trying to like entertain himself and whatever producer he's talking to. Um, because he is uncomfortable and he's awkward and he's waiting. Um, and yeah, the, the, whoever was talking to her was like, he's literally just gesturing. What is the issue? So they're, they're calling. Her yeah. Out. Multiple times, multiple oh times. God. And what okay. I don't understand is like, they have it all recorded. Um, she said multiple times, the experts messed up. This hasn't been easy for me. You know, we're not compatible. She's made all of these statements. So again, why are you here then? Why are you wasting your time, this yeah. guy's time, everybody else's time? And you're really a freaking buzzkill, dude. Like. <sighs> yeah, yeah. She is so. And at this point, the, the reasons why she continues to be emotionally charged by the conversations that Chris's continue, um, it's not because, Sorry. right. She's no, no, no. That's, that's, that has a lot to do with it because it's not that she feels that she's trying more than she is, or that she's being acknowledged for trying, even though that's like what is being said on the surface. She's frustrated at how this is making her look. She is far more concerned with how she is being perceived on this show, being perceived by the other people, how her friends and family are perceiving her as they watch this as someone that they know and care about, that she is so, she is so upset by the fact that she is being made to be called this like villain or this person that isn't trying with Chris. And she's taking this entire victim status and now they're in breakup yeah, chicken they are they're in breakup chicken because she she's not going to break up with him because she doesn't want to be seen as the person who gave up because that's what's been called to her mm -hmm. since she's since the wedding night and chris doesn't want to break up with her because he's like i want her to say it he says this i want her to yeah. say it on camera I want her to tell me that she's done. She's not interested on camera. So the two of them are at a standstill, a good old fashioned. Old yeah, Western I wrote standstill. that. I was like, his pride's getting in the way. Um, because I, yeah, yeah, he I really wish he would just, because he calls her out a couple times on this in such an amazing way. And I really wish he just looked at her and was like, I deserve more than this. I'm out. Because it's true. And, one, she would be like, I deserve more than this too. Um, which is, she's, she even said that as the episode and mm -hmm. ended, she's in her confessional and she's like, um, this isn't my fault. I put in time and effort to be here. And if you don't like me, it's your loss. And it's not that he doesn't like you, dude. He's trying to have a marriage with you even like, and talk to you and you won't even give him the time of day. She's trying to gaslight us. Like it's, 
it's a mess. Um, and so I really do kind of wish Chris would just call her out and be like, this isn't healthy. You're not okay. I'm standing up for myself. You need help. I'm out of here. Bye. (laughs) You know? And that's, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I look, I do not suggest people telling other people they need help. I think that's something that can be so contemptuously said. I feel Chris at this point, after being so mistreated, Mm -hmm. telling her you've mistreated me, I gave this an effort and I don't appreciate how you've tried to paint this picture that I'm the problem when I have been nothing but available for this experience. I think that's fine. Um, don't use my exact words if you need help, but that's just mean and contemptuous. But I do kind of <laughs> want to say that to her because she does. Yeah. Yeah. She, she needs support. Like, yeah. Support. <sighs> Another sweet. part of this that broke. She needs support. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a therapist. Um, <laughs> um, I, there's something that really broke my heart. Um, and I think that it had a similar effect on, on everyone in the room when this happened. But so they're in this like, yeah, all couple dinner where they start, it doesn't start this way, but basically like Chris opens up like what he wanted out of this experience. And he was basically speaking to the version of him that, that applied to this, this opportunity. He's like, you know, I used to never really feel that, that being in a relationship was super, super important to me. Well, we know that he was already in one. Um, and he had been in some for, for quite some time. He, he was like being really serious about kids and a family and what that looked like mm-hmm. for my marriage was going to be only until after I like, I got my money right. I established my career. I've had success. Like I bought a house, like my, my relationships with my friends and my family are in really good places. He's not saying I needed to do all of those things first. He's saying I did those things. And it was after I did those things that I looked around the room and I said, yeah, I feel like I can give myself to a relationship right now. And everyone was just like, yeah, man, that, that tracks, like you're going to be such a good dad. And what we're seeing and what I think, what I really think Alyssa's getting for the very first time, if she's listening is the, is an actual window into who her partner is, but she has been blocking this out because she can't get over his teeth. She can't get over what he looks like mm-hmm. and it has spiraled. And she is, like you said, she has been trying to gaslight him and us ever since because she didn't give this shit a shot. And that happens to be such a trigger for yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost pisses her off more that he's such a great dude. Um, I actually, it's, it's not, it's almost, it's Oh my 100%. God. Yes. It gets yeah. her anger. Um, it got really awkward because you're right. Like it started in this place of where Chris was being, Chris was just being vulnerable about like what he wanted and where he was at and how he's grown and how he's like, you know, really ready to like have a marriage and have kids and all of that. Um, and Alonjoan even was like, that just rips your heart out. Like that guy's just like opening up and being vulnerable. And like, how can you not want to get to know that guy basically? Um, and you know, 
uh, it just, she basically like steals the spotlight from that and tries to tell her side of the story, which again, they're not dumb. They've been witnessing them interact. So Alyssa is not doing any favors for herself, trying to pull this, like the wool over their eyes um, and act like it's been something that it hasn't been. Um, And then it just gets really awkward amongst the whole table. And to the point to where they were even trying to shut down the conversation just because it wasn't helpful and it was just ruining the night for everyone. Um, And I do think it's interesting how I do think this that's funny is like I have notes on people's reactions like as we were getting glimpses of the table and one of them is like Katina eventually breaks like (laughs) Lindsay and starts laughing um, at what Alyssa is saying because they know that she's full of shit. Um, and then at the end, Katina actually follows up with Chris and asks like, are you okay? Um, so it's very obvious. Yeah. It's Mm, very obvious that that Alyssa's over here trying to claim, like, I love you all. We have such great friendships and everyone is way more concerned about Chris than they are with Alyssa. Um, so it seems like they want Chris to move into the Mm -hmm. apartment over Alyssa, (laughs) which she does not like. She wants that apartment, which I don't even what I would have said, okay, so like for any of us who are not watching this, like what happens next, they're, they're about to leave the honeymoon. Then they all go into these like married at first sight sponsored apartments where they like cohabitate for a little while. They, they film, um, on their own and we air that. Right. So, and then they eventually move out of that place and they like facilitate, they figure out where they're going to live, um, together after that, if they decide to continue to be together. So Alyssa and Chris are talking at their date and trying to figure out like, what are they going to do about the apartment? Because he's sort of like, I imagine that you're, you like, don't want to live with me because you don't, you haven't even spent a night with me in a hotel room (gasps) since our wedding day. Um, and, and she's like, yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. So then we get to this like round table moment where she's like, I, my idea is that we split it. Chris moves in for the first half. I move in for the second half or vice versa. I can't fucking remember. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, is like everyone's sort of just like Chris is like, well, I didn't agree to that. I don't think that that would be good to me. I'm like, if you, if you're not moving in together and you're here on the show because of your quote friends and your relationships, you gotta go. And that's actually what the producers are trying to like, push her to because they're like we need we need you to make a decision because i think that they probably can't continue to support two single people spitting splitting airtime in an apartment that is not leading to their marriage as they have signed up for. it's fucking nuts i just don't i don't understand why someone's like yeah but that's <laughs> not the show they touched on that like, that's not like if you're not going yeah, to be in the apartment together then you're done twice but this is my point is like why are they enabling this like they kind of and they finally did at the end of the episode um sort of but we didn't get full clarity on that either um but even in the beginning when we're they're just like setting the show up the experts say that they m- reinforce the show's process which to me implies they had a talk with her and that's when we go yeah, Ooh, they got in and trouble. that's when they go on their tennis date. Like, that was the purpose of the tennis date, was for them to have an activity to try and bond, mm-hmm. which she lasted what seemed like five minutes in and then stormed off because she didn't like the conversation, which was him asking, 
what are we going to do about living together? Like, what, where are you at? Um, so then, yeah, by the right. time we get to the end of the episode, same thing. Everyone's trying, the producers are trying to figure out, everybody on the show is trying to figure out what is Alyssa going to do? Is she going to give this a shot? Is she not? And it's really just ridiculous because you're right. Like, this isn't a friendship camp. It's, you're supposed to be establishing a marriage, you <laughs> yeah. know? So, and that, by the way, in most relationships means living together. I want to acknowledge that there are couples who choose to live apart for mm, yeah. a million reasons and that's totally yeah. fine um yeah. but in this mm-hmm. uh, in this show and their process they put you into cohabitation for a reason it helps to get to know one another it helps to learn how to communicate and establish boundaries and all of that um and so she's just refusing to participate and everyone is hot on her trail um so her time's gonna be up soon but i have a feeling i mean she ain't gonna go it's, down without a fight. She is she's swinging. Gonna be swinging. Um, okay, so that's those are all of our feelings. Listen, ditch the script community. Thank you for letting <laughs> us vent. We needed to vent about that. I needed to get that off my chest. It's I've been holding crazy. on to it for twenty four hours. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Red flag. Okay. Well, dare we say it? Red flag. Green flag of the week. <laughs> What's your red flag? Which one do I want to pick? <laughs> I got you. I got you on the support. Okay, I'll say my red red flag of the uh, of the week is Alyssa's constant gaslighting. Yes. Yeah, and and I like I'm glad that you mentioned that actually because if this were to be a regular non reality television relationship, let's say it's a couple that lives together and you're trying to bring up the concerns about your that are impossible to miss in your dynamic. Mm-hmm. You keep coming to the same fights, you keep getting stuck in the same places and you say to your partner like we got to deal with this, we got to figure this out. Where are you at? How do we get through this? And your partner's like or rather you're asking them, "Are you done? Do you do you not want to be here anymore?" And your partner's like, "Well, I'm here, aren't I?" Well, I continue to come back here, don't I? Yeah. Gaslighting. Yeah. And this is, this is why Brie and I wanted to do this show is because it's like, it, it can be so sneaky. It can be so, so sneaky. And so just remember that if anyone is trying to tell you how you should be feeling or what you should be thinking or what really happened and implies that you don't know anything. That's like my very basic definition yeah. of, of gaslighting. Like you need to pay attention to that. And um, I just feel so bad for Chris and what he's going through. Like, dude, so bad. What about you? What's your red flag? Yeah. Um, well, Lynn, sorry. Alyssa is a walking <laughs> red flag, but yeah. for the sake of diversity, <laughs> I am, I'm going to, I'm going to note that that moment when Mark oh was like, God, yes. good job. He's, he's giving Lindsay praise. Good job for not speaking your mind because I, I'm, because I want you to hold me. back because yeah. that's the version yeah. of you that I need. Exactly. That's a red flag. If someone tells you, Hey, I love that you were so quiet. So you didn't embarrass me. Please reconsider Seriously. that relationship. So not okay. Like it's yeah. an actual plea. I really want yes. you to think about that. Um, that's what I got. Green flag. What's My green, green flag, flag is with Noi. Um, 
because what I loved about her was she, you know, expressed her fears and concerns and apprehension about going in this unknown body of water. Um, and mm-hmm. what's great about when we allow our partner in on what we are experiencing, it provides them the opportunity to support us, be there for us, make us feel safe, encourage us, whatever's going on. And in true Steve fashion, he did. And the amount of emotional safety and intimacy that developed from that seemingly date, like small trivial act, but on this date, it's so profound because so many other, like we, we, in contrast with the Langevin and Katina, you can see how that was not the same Two, It was similar, right? The girl was scared of whatever they were about to do, but the guys handled it in two very different fashions. So maybe my green flag should be with Steve. I don't know. But that whole situation was great. Her being willing to try and him being there for yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. He modded, he, he could have easily had that moment and felt critical of the fact that she wasn't more interested in that type of activity or more of it like it but instead he's keeping an open mind and appreciating the effort that she's clearly making i think that sometimes people miss that when they come from such a different place of like i love adventure if you are noticing that your partner who does not love adventure and has every right to not want to fucking love adventure is getting in the water with you so to speak like Give, give credit where credit's due. That's, that's, that's hard for your partner that doesn't love feet in ookie gookies. (laughs) (laughs) I never knew if I would ever be able to say ookie gookies in a, in a, like, there you go. Project of mine. You did it. How are you going to celebrate this win? Ookie gooks. (laughs) By making this clip and putting it on the internet in different places. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, My green flag. I actually am stuck on this because Steve and Noy showed a lot of green flags, but again, for the sake of diversity now, pineapple, it's okay. We got the good stuff out of the way. (laughs) Yes. Stop apologizing. Um, Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm fearful and apprehensive to call this a green flag only because we have certain teasers that shed light that this like might not be a thing in, in the future. I do want to know that what, like Olajuwon and Katina's ability to have some communication around their differences, especially in the more difficult moments, they're getting, as far as what we are seeing, they are getting better at it. And they are learning how to start taking cues from each other. And if that were to really be prioritized within their relationship, which from their dynamic of what we can see, that is exactly what they need to be focusing on is really like listening to what the other person has to say about what those tense moments were like and learning from it and practicing new skills going forward. That is, that can allow them to be different and have different types of personalities all day long. If they take that with them, if they don't, and they just say it for like shits and giggles, they're like, yeah, I, I'm going to always push you, but like you let me know and you don't need to. And that never happens. And it's just like empty words, empty promises, empty commitments, then it's not going to be a green flag. But for right now, 
Yep. Green flag. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. Okay. So we have a question from the internet. Internet question. <laughs> oh, God. Internet question. Internet question. Let us go. Okay. So this person writes, I'm attracted to her mind and personality, but not her physically. I need advice. He elaborates. <laughs> he identifies as male. I've been on two dates with this girl and the conversation has been great, interesting, and stimulating. I've realized how similarly, similar we are in personality, hobbies, and views on life, but there's very little attraction on my end to her. After both dates, we've kissed and I feel absolutely nothing. But I enjoy talking to her as we both have curious attitudes on learning about subjects that interest us. I like hanging out with her, but I don't ever see myself dating her. What should my approach be moving forward? I need help. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> if you don't ever see yourself dating her, I think that's your answer. Um, however, for mm -hmm. to answer this question, like, I'm attracted to their mind and personality, but I'm not attracted to her physically. And it's only been two dates. I am a big proponent that of giving people an opportunity because, and I even said this on our Alfie chat today, but like when I first met Jordan, I knew there was something special between us. I knew he was objectively cute, but he wasn't my type. Like he wasn't the type of guy I dated all the time or like I would seek out, you know? And, um, I didn't mm -hmm. let that stop me. And I'm so freaking thankful I did. And I won't lie. There was a part of me that debated it because I was like, so used to feeling this lustful, like, I want to jump your bones obsession with guys I dated that when right. I was way more enjoying just like getting to know him and having fun with him and like laughing my butt off with him and going on adventures to Disneyland with him and like silly things like that. Um, but that's what life is. And so that's where I was like, wait a second, mm -hmm. there's actually something really special here. Um, and now I think he's fucking adorable. Like he's so hot. I mean, okay, I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> the sexiness comes in, you know, in the bedroom, but I love him and it attract. Yeah. But the attraction grows. grows. As you, as and you, so I just want to yeah. say like, we are, have been so conditioned to be like instantaneous, like, Oh, you're hot. Yep and I'm into you and I'm going to approach you at a bar, but it's like, guys, looks fade, wrinkles come, you know, we shrink, our posture changes, our bodies like slowly deteriorate. And if you are choosing a part, yeah, yeah and if you are choosing dying. a partner based off of how they look more than how they make you feel and how you like doing life together, you are signing up for an unhappy marriage or potentially heartbreak in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dear question asker. I, I, I wish that you were here for us to like ask more questions. Um, because if you were, I would, I would ask what your values are yeah. in like a relationship that you head into in the future. Because when I read the statement that you've given us, it feels like to be, to share a space with someone that you enjoy their mind, you have a similar approach to new things, new experiences. That to me sounds like the opportunity for a really mm -hmm. cool life together, like a really good life together. Um, and it's hard to find people so that you're true. on the same page with. 
um, in how you approach newness and you feel like you can talk about anything and everything, that is a dime a dozen. I, I would want you to think about what you mean when you say that you don't see yourself mm-hmm. ever being with this person. I, there's, there's an incredible real version of reality in which that is just true. And you mean it as you say it. I also think like, I don't know. There's a part of me that's sort of like, what are you protecting yourself from? What, what are you like? I don't know. Like why, why do you not see yourself with this person? You didn't tell me that. Is it just because you're not so physically attracted to them? You don't want to like rip their clothes off. Like that's different. mm, It's not as important. Like real advice is assess what your values are. If your values don't align with what you've experienced so far with this person, yeah, move on. But if your values actually do fall in line with what this person is giving you, green flag, keep it like, stay in it, stay in it. Don't, don't, don't overpromise anything to this yeah. person because chances are they like you. But like, yeah, you know, explore it. it Give yourself time to explore Slowly. it, you know? Um, and for me, that was like within, that was definitely more than two dates, you know, like I, it was a good month and a half where I was like, okay, I'm feeling all the feels now. Um, but it took time in the meantime, yeah. we had a fucking blast. And I think that, and we, Jordan and I still talk about this to our day to today, what we love most about our relationship and what really is the glue is our deep friendship. And like, we just we're each other's favorite mm. person. I know. I love him. I mean... He has competition with you, though, Bree, so. I was just going to say, I'm up there. It's kind of (laughs) like. We're neck and neck. (laughs) It's okay. I'll let him him have number one. He can have number one. Django is number 1.5. I don't know. I don't even like saying number two. It's not about that. But I get what you mean. I understand what you mean, but I don't like hierarchy. Fuck that. I'm I'm chilling. Yeah, no, me neither. Hierarchies need to be they abolished. Things. They really work. Um, they do. They ruin things. Uh, okay. Oh, right. So, we did it. We need we to close it. out this episode now. <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, I have a crying dog Tucker. that desperately yes. wants to take a shit on my okay. lawn. Okay. Um, we got this. He wants to shit on my lawn. Follow all of our social medias. Go to TikTok, Ditch the Script Pod. Go to Instagram, Ditch the Script Pod. Now you can sign up for the Alfie app, A-L-P-H-Y, and you can go listen to our exclusive Alfie chat that was recorded, video and all, so you can see Mm -hmm. our sexy selves over there where we answer also more real advice, but in a more professional tone. Yeah, and for what that link got? to get on the Alfie app, because you can't just go on it. You have to get invited. You need a fancy-ass code. So message us on any of our platforms. Invite um, The other thing is your listener questions. Hit us up. We answer, uh, like Bree said at the beginning of the episode, but mm. just reiterate, we answer your questions anonymously. So ditchthescriptpod.com. Scroll all the way down. There's a little submission box. And other than that, I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day. We're sending you lots of love. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Sending you lots Valentine's of love. Thanks Day. for hanging out here. <laughs> if you like this episode, screenshot it, share it to the gram and tag us. We love to see it. 
Um, and we'll see you next week. Hugs and kisses. Yeah. Peace. Bye-bye. We love you.